0: Number 102, how do you know what reality is? How do you know if you're really listening to this? That's a real question for lots and lots and lots of people. Um, We're gonna consider that question in terms of what is real and what is unreal. Sometimes I think that we live very much in a surreal world, but there's lots of news from all over the world, but let's begin with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, that is Ennio Morricone, who, and that's of course the theme for the good, the bad, and the ugly. He also did themes for The Mission, Cinema Paradiso. Um, he's died aged 91. He won two Oscars, he won loads of other awards. Um, he died in a clinic in Rome, and what I was intrigued by was the statement issued by a lawyer and family friend, Giorgio Assuma who said that Morricone passed away in the early hours of July 6th with the comfort of his faith. Well, a remarkably talented man and that, that theme for that film, it, it made the film. The film was brilliant with Clint Eastwood, but it's the music that you remember and instantly comes to mind. Well, maybe that's the good, this is the bad. Um, It really is. I, I do want to encourage you to keep an eye on what China is doing. I'm going to write some more about this, but it really is extraordinary what is going on in Hong Kong. And, do you know, Hong Kong's autonomy, Hong Kong's freedoms, Hong Kong's very limited democracy are now being destroyed by the Chinese state. The new security law has shattered the one country, two systems approach. But you know this, the Chinese know how to do PR, and they've hired a British PR firm to help. The Guardian have reported that the Hong Kong government has awarded £5 million to Consolum to run its relaunch Hong Kong campaign. So expect lots of propaganda coming in the British press. And you know who's leading it? Ryan Kodsey, who's the director of strategy for the Remain campaign in 2016. So, a man who argued for, oh, okay, the soft, I would call, authoritarianism of the EU is now arguing for the hard communism, authoritarianism of the Chinese Communist Party. <laughs>
1: Rain, come, rain, come, come, shine, come, rain, come, uh. South Southside, let it bang. Outside, let it rain. Rain down on a pain. Rain down on a slain. Rain down for my mom. Rain down on the farm. Shower us with your love. Wash us in the blood. Drop this for the thugs. No, I grew up in a mud. The time is that enough. Wash us in the blood. Is anybody here? Is anybody here?
0: That's- Kanye West's new song, and he's also announced that he is intending to stand for election as President of the United States. Now that seems crazy. I mean, who thinks that a TV star, reality show star, pop star could ever become President of the United States? But he's a fascinating character, Kanye. We've, we've, is it Kanye or Kenya West, Mr. West anyway? They want
1: me to calm down to Kanye they don't want Kanye to be Kanye they want to sign a fake Kanye they trying to sign a Kanye that's right I call him Kanye but don't take me the wrong way but don't take me the wrong way cause God took me a long way they want to edit the interviews want...
0: we've spoken before about his conversion to Christianity this particular track I really really like it washed in the blood basically pointing out that America is a society that's struggling with violence and racism and various other things, and that the whole country needs to come and seek Christ. It needs a call. It's, it's a, As someone put it, it's a call for biblical deliverance of black America from centuries of evil. Um, quite remarkable. It's, it's going to be interesting to see all that happens. Well, the madness... Continues, let me mention some things of the madness. So Douglas Murray tweeted from uh, Thames Police, this remarkable thing, LGBT plus police UK, we stand with asexual people. They are valid and welcome. Asexuals are part of the plus in LGBT plus and are accepted part of our community. Well, as Doug Murray pointed out, a friend of mine was robbed during lockdown. The police didn't even bother to investigate. They just let it go. Might it have helped if she declared herself asexual? Or go to Massachusetts, where not only are they thinking of defunding the police, but. And somebody sent this to me saying, You warned about this three years ago, and I certainly did. And I know it's coming, and it's not just in Massachusetts. There are two other towns or, or uh, cities in the US which are doing this. Massachusetts city officials have recognized partnerships of three or more spouses. The move comes along, the newspapers report come alongside a wider push by the American Psychological Association to reduce the cultural stigma of what they call consensual non monogamy They refer to polyamory as a marginalised identity. Wow. We told you. Okay, I want to return to our theme of reality. Because it does seem as though the world is so unreal. Why should we believe in any kind of reality? Now, this is a remarkable statement from a drag performer and writer, Amru Al Qadi. Um, let's just listen to this. Quantum physics shows that actually reality itself is basically um, a majority approximation of what's happening subatomically. So when people spew the biological essentialism argument on me, Like, particles themselves are non-binary and do things that contradict each other all the time. We just can't see them all the time. And that gives me a lot of comfort that, like, if subatomic particles defy, defy constructs all the time, why should we believe in fixed constructs of gender or any kind of reality? Did you hear that? If subatomic particles defy constructs all the time, why should we believe in fixed constructs of gender or any kind of reality? We don't believe in reality. I retweeted this particular tweet and somebody wrote me and said, oh, well, no, no, reality doesn't exist and all the rest of it. And I just said, to am sorry, I can't respond to your tweet because it's not a real tweet and you're not a real person, at least by your own criteria. Why should gender be binary, says our drag performer, when the physics which underpins the universe can change? Yes, but two of two is still floor, four. There are still facts. There are things that we don't understand, but there are still literal facts. There is still reality. There are things that are true and there are things that are false and there are things that we don't know. Ah, but you see, two and two is four, not according to Brittany Marshall. Brittany Marshall, who goes by she, her, don't forget you're going to get the pronouns in, teacher, scholar, social justice change agent, PhD, wannabe mass person. And this is what she tweeted. Nope, the idea of two plus two equaling four, listen to this, is cultural And because of Western imperialism colonialization, we think of it as the only way of knowing. So, not only have I discovered this week that wine is racist, chess is racist, the countryside is racist. I think you can pretty well name anything and it will be racist. But maths is racist. And two and two equals four is racist. Here's the thing, people actually believe this. You know what it reminded me of? 1984. This is from the film.
1: Only the disciplined mind can see reality, Winston. It needs an act of self-destruction, an effort of the will. Do you remember writing in your diary, freedom is the freedom to say two plus two equals four? <laughs> How many fingers am I holding up, Vincent? Four. And if the party says there are not four, but five, then how many? Five. No. That's no use. You're lying. How many fingers, please? Four. What else can I say? Life, anything you like only please stop it stop the pain
0: only the disciplined mind can see reality can you see what's happening in our world that it's been turned upside down not in the biblical sense of being turned to a more real a more compassionate a more logical, a more intelligent, a more consistent society, it's been turned into madness. And that's why we, we talk about Christ, because without the foundation of Christian rationality, I think we're heading into the pit. And here's an example. We're, we're heading towards discrimination and much more. In California, The Californian legislature has voted to remove the following. This was a measure that came from the Civil Rights Act of 1964. The state shall not, listen to this carefully, the state shall not discriminate against or grant preferential treatment to any individual or group on the basis of race, sex, colour, ethnicity or national origin in the operation of public employment, public education or public contracting. On Thursday, last Thursday, the California legislature voted to strike these words from its constitution. People who support this say that this state-permitted discrimination based on race, sex, color, ethnicity, and national origin would advance true racial and gender equity in this state. This is where the unreality leads. Instead of saying we do not discriminate, and we're not allowed to discriminate on the basis of race, color, sex, and so on, They are now saying we do and we must and we should do so in the name of and this is back to the orwellian thing we're going to discriminate in the name of non-discrimination we're going to be intolerant in the name of tolerance we're going to hate in the name of love all right Let's take a break. I, 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 as I said, I've been using Spotify a lot, and Spotify is genius in terms of bringing me up playlists of people I've never heard, but whose music I love, so they, their algorithms must be pretty good. And uh, I came across this one Elsa Carthy and Norma waterson singing the Psalm of Life. Life
1: is real, and life is, is earnest, it? and the great. Oh God.
0: I just, I I played that song because I love it, but I love this idea of, you know, the world's in a mess. We've got this unreality all around. We need to be real. We need to be up and doing. Not hiding away, not moaning. We need to be up and doing. All right, let's come back and uh, let's come back to the BBC and let's come back to White Privilege. Here is Dr. Charlotte Riley and someone else called Amelia, believe it or not. Posh, white, middle class people complaining about white privilege.
1: You know, I, I do quite a lot of stuff in like feminist politics, and feminist politics often is is very white. And I think I It's very Karen. Yeah, it can be very Karen, right? A lot like <laughs> a lot a lot of white women who feel very comfortable talking about gender oppression and do not feel very comfortable interrogating their whiteness. I can totally understand why non-white people might not saying this is the reason you do but that non-white people might not associate with that kind of mm. word and what it means and I think that you know intersectional intersectional feminism is something that I think most a lot of white people are still kind of getting their heads around or don't actually even understand what that means and um, I do think um, that yeah that I would say that I am a feminist but that's because probably feminism has been talked to me through a white lens and has been kind of whitewashed probably so that's why i can feel comfortable saying i'm a feminist <laughs> yeah and- now
0: they talk about systems and structures are in place that are built for white people to oppress others i've just been reading a couple of books that are currently doing very well on white privilege it is extraordinary how it is white people who are seeking to denigrate others other white people. And it's usually wealthy white people who are doing this as well. I have never in my life known such a time when skin colour has been such an issue. Now, I don't think I would have been saying that if I'd grown up black in Jackson, Mississippi in the 1950s. I accept that. And I also accept that there are certain advantages in certain sections of society if you have a certain skin colour and there are disadvantages if you have another one i don't dispute that there is racism nor do i dispute that sometimes there is privilege but i do dispute that it is so endemic and i particularly loathe the idea that you can't win with this even if you say there is such a thing as there's no such thing as white privilege that's because you've got white privilege or because you've got unconscious bias it's unconscious Again, this is the unreality of the whole thing. Now, I, I'm reading this stuff and I'm hearing this stuff and it's so bizarre and so illogical and so easily destroyed. But it doesn't matter because these people have got degrees who say it. And they're all being indoctrinated in this kind of emperor has no clothes stuff. It's it's Unbelievable. I can see that my time is going fairly quickly, and I do want to get a couple of other items in. One is this uh, very sad thing for those of you who know your history. It's been reported that the Hagia Sophia is poised to once again become a mosque. A Turkish court is about to rule, or maybe even has ruled by the time this goes out, that the Byzantine Basilica can be open for Muslim worship. Now, it's an extraordinary building. Built in 537 by the Emperor Justinian in 1453, almost just shy of a thousand years worth of Christian worship there, the Ottoman Sultan the II converted it into a mosque. Five centuries later, the secularizer of modern Turkey, Kamil Ataturk, turned it into a museum. It was made a World Heritage Site in 1985, but now Recep Erdogan, President Erdogan, has said that he wants to see it uh, turning into a mosque. Uh, I feel so unbelievably sad about that. Unbelievably sad. And I I really, really hope it doesn't happen. I listened to a wonderful program on ABC Radio called God Forbid. And they were talking about religious leaders taking care of mental health. And they were talking about suffering and how you deal with suffering. And I want you to listen. We're going to listen to just two tiny bits from, first of all, a response from a Christian theologian who is asked by James Carleton, the presenter of the program, and challenge, he challenges her on her theology of suffering. Just listen to this. The
1: question that it gives rise to is why would a loving God give us COVID-19 in the first place, which has that- caused so many deaths and destroyed yes. the lives of so many living and I'm not sure whether God does give us things. I, I think things happen out of human error. We've got free will. But it's what we but do with But you can't take that. just the good and not the bad. You can't say God gave us wonderful rainforests but didn't give us
0: terrible depressions.
1: I think God has made us human. And I think, I, I believe in prayer and the power of prayer, but God made us human with um, all our human challenges and he gave us, he or she gave us free will to choose how we want to live our lives. And often a lot of our illnesses can come from the choices we make um, and um, those choices are manifested in illness. I don't know if God actually sends illnesses and sends bad sends bad things to say, there you go. I think that is part of living in a human life on this earth, mm-hmm. um, and it's our response to that that matters.
0: Now, I think James is spot on in saying you can't just take the good and not the bad. It's this kind of Christianity that says, well, God gives us everything good, but everything bad, either they don't want to say it comes from ourselves, although she's almost saying that, but it's nothing, nothing God can do about it. And I don't think that that's true. It's not a biblical view of God. And it's, it's kind of demeaning to human beings as well, not least to our intelligence. So the presenter of the program, James Carlton, he, he quite rightly pushes back. And that lady has, has no answer other than religious cliche. So maybe Hinduism has an answer to suffering. Now, they had a gentleman on who was a Hindu psychologist stroke counselor. Listen to what he said about suffering. According to the Hindu dharma, your suffering is you are the cause for your suffering. There's no one else else is causing the suffering. That is their uh, fundamental belief. So um, if you're affected, if you're suffering, basically it is not a a, a communal thing or it is not a God-given punishment to you or anything. It is your own deed, your own karma that you are subjected to this. So be it collectively with many people together or individually But it is every individual is responsible for their own karma. Now that's an absolute wow moment. You are the cause of your own suffering. Nothing to do with God, nothing to do with other people. It's you. It's your karma. You catch COVID nineteen, you're the cause. You're beaten and abused. You're the cause. You're disabled and suffering and in pain. You're the cause. It's your karma. Extraordinary, one, that the man is a counselor, and extraordinarily, too. what a harsh, harsh, harsh and bitter religion. On the one hand, we've heard a religion which is irrational and doesn't make sense, and on the other hand, we've got one which is hard, hard, hard. I am so thankful for the rationality and the love and the mercy of Jesus Christ. Okay, I want to love you and leave you, with, as I say, with a lot of stuff going on. I haven't really reported much about COVID here in Australia. We've had uh, a big relapse, actually. We've we've not really had even wave one. You can't call this the second wave. But just to tell you what's happening, because I hear it being reported on the BBC, and it's not reported accurately. Um, We've had very few cases in Australia. We have virtually no community transmission until... Uh, about a week or two weeks ago. And this is what happened. The Victorian Premier, we call him Comrade Dan, had a very, very strict lockdown. And then he decided that he would tacitly endorse the Black Lives Matters programme. That was two weeks ago. And we were warned, what will happen in, in two weeks' time? Well, it's not that people who went, the 10,000 or 15,000 people who went on the Black Lives Matter march in Melbourne were all infected, although four of them were. It's not that they spread the infection. It's the message that it gave. So it was coming towards the end of Ramadan. There are a lot of Muslims in Melbourne and This all combined with a number of people coming back from Pakistan as well. A number of people in quarantine in hotels, because you fly into Australia, you have to go into quarantine in a hotel where you are guarded. This is not voluntary. You are guarded. But unlike the other states, it wasn't the police, it wasn't the military. It was private security firms alone who guarded. And as someone said, we didn't factor in the human factor, which was that some of the guards apparently were sleeping with some of the guests. Some took them out shopping and so on. And as a result of these factors, both the change in public perception that it was okay to go into mass crowds and thence the end of Ramadan coming and people thinking, well, why not? And I had someone today from Melbourne saying that they were walking when the lockdown was on and, you know, large Jewish families as well. 30 people sometimes meeting in a garden, again, completely against the lockdown. So it's taken hold and it's taken hold particularly in poorer, largely migrant areas. And there's just been this severe lockdown, over 100 cases each day for the past three days. And who knows what's going to happen? It may, uh, the border between New South Wales and Victoria has been closed for the first time in over 100 years. And who knows what will happen? It just shows you that we are not in control of all this. And it can flare up very easily. So. We pray for mercy and wherever you are, whatever country you're in as you're experiencing this, if you're in Brazil or in America where the situation is so horrible or Russia or India or the UK, which seems to be improving, or Europe or Africa, wherever, we pray that the Lord will keep and protect you. And I'm gonna leave you with my favorite modern composer, Sir James MacMillan from Scotland. Uh, uh, There's a lot of stuff to say about James, but I'm not gonna say it just now. there was a global stay-at-home choir from 72 countries who recorded this beautiful version of one of his works, Oh Radiant dawn with a 16. It's just, it's just gorgeous. And I hope and pray that you would know the beauty of God. You would know the beauty of Christ. May the beauty of the Lord our God be upon you, whatever you face. And in this world of irrationality, let me say that this music is real music, that points to the ultimate reality, the reality of Jesus Christ. And I just simply say to you, get real. If you want us uh, to follow Quantum, please do so. If you want to support us, go on to the Podbean fundraiser. If you've got information or news, pass it on to me. But meanwhile, I'll say God bless you as we play out and see you next week.